Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're listening to a Thunder and Lightning exclusive here on Super Talk Mississippi. This exclusive and all of our interviews are brought to you by College Corner. Check them out online at collegecornerstore.com or visit either of their two locations in the Jackson area, in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, or over in Flowood by the Half Shell and find the biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise this holiday season. Get something for the Bulldog in your life when you shop at College Corner or online at collegecornerstore.com. Joining us now on the College Corner Hotline, Coach Joe Moorhead. All right, joining us right now on the College Corner Hotline, Coach Joe Moorhead, Mississippi State University, coming off the least dramatic signing day maybe in the history of the entire recruiting process. Before we get into that, I want to ask you sort of a big-picture question. This is your third signing day at Mississippi State. All three of them have had this early signing period. Just some big-picture thoughts on that. You know, I remember asking about it the first year you were here, and you said, well, I, you know, I want to see how it goes. We're three years in. Are you a fan of the early signing period? I don't like I don't like what it's done to the calendar, uh, pushing back uh, official visits and kind of starting the process a little bit earlier and allowing guys to go places in the spring. But but I do like the fact that when there's guys that you've identified, guys who want to be at your school, and that you want to you know get the process over with, that they're uh, that they're able to sign in December. And then with this class, you know, we we talked about the lack of drama. You 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 were expecting to get everybody. You got everybody. Everybody that was committed to Mississippi State on Tuesday, signed with Mississippi State on Wednesday. You had the one surprise, but it was a good one, into Camry and Richardson. You talked a little bit about it yesterday in your in your press conference, but you made the comment that this was a class you had been recruiting for two years, so you felt like you had a good feel for them. But beyond that, it's just unusual. Was it just the, the kids in this class? Was it something you did? What brought all this together in, in, in such a way? Yeah, I think it was a combination of things. As you mentioned, uh, we've essentially been recruiting these guys since the time we – we stepped on campus as, as a staff, so I think that plays a huge part in it, the development and uh, cultivation of, of personal relationships. I think the type of player that we're, we're recruiting, you know, not just guys that are, you know, very good football players, but, you know, come from great backgrounds or very good communicators, you know, you know intelligent, smart guys. So I, I think that plays a part in it. And uh, I mean, to be honest, it, 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 it was not easy. I mean, there were, there were tons of schools making – very, very heavy runs at these guys until the very last hour, and the fact that, that they were able to, you know, remain true to their word and sign with us, like I said, number one, it's, you know, a testament to their high school coaches, you know, the kids and their families, but I also think it also, I also think it, it goes to show the, the work the work that we put in as a staff and the relationships that we develop. Hey, Joe, you talked about yesterday, or um, in a little bit right there, talking building those relationships and things. We kind of got to see that a little bit firsthand yesterday. I appreciate you and Bill and all you guys allowing us media folk in the in, in the war room yesterday to to kind of get to see that. That that was, that was something unique that I don't know that a lot of of other media corps get to see. But uh, we got to see your interactions with some of these guys and, and their families and and the bonds that that you had built with not only these players but but family members and horses and, <laughs> and livestock and everything else around the thing. But just. Was that something that you as a coach had to develop as far as learning how to build these personal relationships? I don't know. I, I just the, the, the interaction between you and these families seems so, so, uh, so genuine, and, and, and there was just a, a genuineness to everything that, that, that the conversations entailed, it seemed like. Where did that come from? Was that something that you kind of had to develop as you, I guess, over your years of coaching? 
Yeah, it's funny you mentioned kind of livestock and animals. When we were at Grant Jackson's home visit, they got a little pond slash lake on, on their property there, and we were kind of doing the tour, seeing the, the cows and the horses and kind of the dogs running around, and we got up to the edge of the pond, and they're like, yeah, Coach, we uh, there, there was, a, I think, a gator in here that we threw in a few years ago. We ain't seen it lately. Supposedly it's got big, so I kind of had my head on a swivel there a little bit, trying not to get bit by, by a gator, which I thought was another interesting uh, recruiting story. But, no, I, I, it's 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 interesting that you use the word, you know, genuine because you know part of the, you know, part of the process for me is obviously the recruiting coach and the area coach play a huge role in, in the identification, the evaluation, the recruitment of players. But for us to be successful at Mississippi State, because maybe our lack of, you know, championship tradition or maybe not having some of the bells and whistles as head coach involvement, and for these young men. You know, from the second it was permissible for me to contact them and their families, they, they've essentially heard from me every day for two straight years, and, and not just in, in the not superficial things, but really, you know, learning about the parents, about where they work, about their backgrounds and their histories, and the, and the same with the kid. And, and I think you probably saw a little snippets of that coming through on on the phone calls because all these are very, you know, very very real relationships. Let's start talking about a couple of these players in this class, and you know, for me. You know, football is all about the quarterback, and I know that you you know you're a quarterback guy. Garrett Schrader is a player that you recruited for so long. You had that relationship. You come to Mississippi, you have to build a relationship with Will Rogers, who you know at the end of the day, prior to signing yesterday, came from a really big Ole Miss family. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> how, how, how do you build that relationship? How did you you know the first time you saw Will Rogers to, to yesterday? What was that like? Time, time and trust, I think. And I think the first time I saw Will, maybe they. Had- they come down for a seven-on-seven, I think, maybe his sophomore or junior year. Uh, and obviously, Watt's done a great job everywhere he's been as a, as a head coach or coordinator. But, uh, you know, just looking at Will and, and all the things that he does and the way that he carries himself, you know, being a coach's son certainly certainly helps. But uh, just, I mean, fiercely competitive, incredibly intelligent. I think he was 3,600 yards, 38 touchdowns, and three picks this year. So great decision-maker, particularly in big moments and to me, it was all culminated in his performance in that Miss Al game. He played the best when, when it was needed most. And then another player that a guy that you know, if you I don't know if you listen to this podcast or not, but if you have, <laughs> you know that I've been talking about Jaquavius Marks as a guy. Oh, I think yeah. he can make a, a big impact even as as a true freshman. He's sort of a rare thing for Mississippi State. Mississippi State in the past has not been able to go into a a state like Georgia and get a player that had offers from just about everybody in the country. Talk us through the recruiting process behind Marks because that's that's a guy that, you know, like I said, you know, Mississippi State has not in the past been able to, to, to hold on to. Yeah, I think it goes back to identification early in the process. You know, getting to know Tamika's mom and, and uh, you know Woody and, and all his family members. Uh, Quentin Wesley, an ex-Mississippi State uh, you know, player, is an assistant coach on their staff. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, the production that running backs have had, you know, here at Mississippi State and throughout this offensive system has made – you know, playing that position and being able to, you know, uh, see yourself in, in that, you know, situation, you know, very attractive. These receivers that you brought in, Joe, uh, whether it's Malik Heath or, or Tulu or, or whoever it is, it, it seems like there there may be a, and I don't know, maybe folks like me and Brian put this on them more so than you guys do, but it seems like there may be a, a pressure for, for some of these wide receivers to step in and, and, and to contribute immediately and things. Just kind of what do you see from this receiver core, and do you think – whether it's a Heath or whether it's Tulu or whether whoever it is, how quickly do you think they could be impact players? Yeah, you know, certainly Malik, you know, 
uh, you know, Caleb, both Juco guys, and then Tulu and Wally, you know, high school guys. And, and really, you talk to some of the people down at the Miss Al game that they say that Wally was kind of the surprise guy down there, you know, just from a, from a uh, you know, ability and a production standpoint. I think he led, I think he led Mississippi in receptions. But I don't necessarily want to say it's pressure, whether it's a Juco guy or, or a high school guy. But, you know, we need to continue to work to elevate the level of our pass game to what we do in the run game. And once we're able to do that, we're going to see that balance on a consistent basis. I think for two years you've seen the type of offense that I'm accustomed to in, in, in spots and places and games, but, but not consistently like I wanted to. And, you know, whether it's Malik, whether it's Caleb, whether it's Tulu or Wally, or if we add another guy in this, in this second signing period, you know, we, we need guys that are able to, to separate, that are going to compete for the ball and, and make plays in the pass game, and certainly those four have the ability to do that. Was this your first ever uh, signing day that, that involved the international dateline? Yeah, I said, I didn't, like, I'm like, what day is it? Like, I don't, yes, it, it, it was. It was it was all very confusing to me in, in a back-to-the-future kind of way that, uh, you know, I wasn't even sure, you know, what day we were on or Ben. We were trying to make sure everything, but they're like, yeah, Coach, we're positive. This is when, when it's... Uh, Wednesday in Australia, I'm like, all right, I'm going to listen to you. But, yes, very unique experience. Well, talk to, to us about Ben Key because I mentioned Marks being a player Mississippi State might not get in the past. Here's a guy from Australia playing junior college football in California, way outside what anybody would call Mississippi State's traditional recruiting footprint. How did he get on, on your radar and just the process of making him a Bulldog? Yeah, I mean, grew up in Australia as a rugby player, uh, was able to get to California kind of in some of those uh, – you know, programs where you bring kids in from other countries. I know Germany's doing a real good job of that now and placing them into, you know, King Ani was kind of like that guy from, 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 uh, from Nigeria. They get them into high schools and, and introduce them to the game. And, you know, from, from high school to JUCO and, uh, you know, Will Ryman on our – we have a bunch of different, uh, you know, GAs and quality controls and recruiting staff assigned to junior colleges throughout the country. And, you know, he was a guy that was identified in a position, I don't want to say of need because certainly we lost – one, two, three, four, five last year. Uh, you know, but good defensive linemen are hard to find, particularly ones who are athletical and physical and play with a great motor, and that's what Ben does. You told us yesterday, Joe, that this morning you wanted on your desk uh, all the best available positions, uh, all the best available guys at, at, at positions of need, whether it was in the transfer market, whether it was high school guys, whatever the case may be. Uh, obviously, you can't talk about those those guys until until they sign on the dotted line. But can you give us a glimpse as to what your you think your needs are uh, over the next couple of months and, and and wrapping this thing up in the second signing period? Yeah, I gave the recruiting staff about six hours off after signing day, so they got right back, they got right back to work and literally walked out of that office into here uh, for the podcast, and, and they're, they're almost done with those lists. So it's going to be top five available by each position, you know, sorted by uh, grad transfer, JUCO, and then high school and then kind of creating a best available list. So uh, actually at 2 o'clock I'm going to meet with those guys and we're going, to, we're going to review the list. Just to talk about actual football here for a minute, you've got a bowl game in you know, just, just over about a week and a half now. Uh, you've had a chance to look at Louisville, uh, talking to your players uh, Monday and Tuesday, that the game plan install has begun. How do you feel that the practices, the developmental practices, we'll call them that for lack of a better word, went for your younger guys? And now that you've, you've shifted, shifted the focus over to Louisville, you know, what, what do you see from them on film? That, that, the developmental part's been the most exciting piece. Uh, you know, our first three practices were devoted strictly to that, like good on good, where it's ones and twos versus ones and twos, and then the younger guys having their own portion. And then the difference between, you know, last year and this year is as we transitioned into Louisville prep, uh, we kept the portion of practice specifically devoted to the, to the developmental part, and that, that's been great. And the older guys like to coach up the younger guys and see them compete. 
but yeah, you know, Louisville seven and five team. You know, Coach Satterfield's done an unbelievable job there in the in, in the turnaround. Run the ball incredibly well with inside and outside zone and throw play action shots down the field off of it. Thousand yard running back, thousand yard receiver. Uh, you know, Beckton's not going to play. It sounds like that he declared for for the draft, and you know, I think he was their best either offensive player, but definitely their best offensive lineman. And then, you know, defensively play an odd front, you know, get a bunch of guys to the box to try to stop the run and, you know, pressure you on third down. So they're, they're a very well-coached team, a lot of talent, and, you know, it's going to be challenging. One last question before we go. And, you know, we, we learned yesterday that a couple of your players had had a uh, an, an accident on, uh, on I guess that was Tuesday night, yeah. uh, and you were able to, to, to head out and see J.P. Purpose. Is there any update on his condition? How's he doing? Yeah, t- Tuesday night, uh, myself, Jay Perry, and Deke Abs, we, we, we got over to the hospital uh, you know, and um, probably got out of there around 12.45, 1 a.m. You know, once, once Demonte got discharged, uh, my wife and I went up to, to Jay Perry and Thomas Collins, our trainer. We were, we were with J.P. yesterday. So uh, I won't say resting comfortably uh, in light of the, the accident, but he is improving a little bit every day. You know, had a real, real good day today. And, uh, you know, we, uh, you know he's, he's, doing, he's doing well under the circumstances. So, uh, our, you know, our staff, we've been around to, around the guys and you know just making sure that there are people around them so uh you know certainly very you know difficult circumstance but uh you know the, the kids are improving all right certainly wish him the best in his, in his recovery coach joe moorhead thanks so much for taking time out of us i know like you said even though signing day has come and gone the the grind never ends for you and we'll talk to you again uh, i get joel and i'll talk to you again later this week uh last uh, chance to talk to you before you head up to nashville everyone needs a little bit of thunder and lightning gentlemen great job <laughs> keep it up thanks joe thanks, appreciate guys. it hail state Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.